0: Jesus took a bold stand in the face of evil, and we should too. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Life can be so very frustrating at times. Um, Anything from waiting too long in the line at the grocery store to drivers in front of us doing things that put other drivers at risk um, to kids not getting homework done. (laughs) There are so many things that can compile our list of frustrations in this life. Uh, Sometimes we're perhaps justified in feeling a little frustrated, but most of the time uh, we're frustrated because Um, someone blows an expectation of ours or does something that um, triggers a response in us that is not um, emerging from our best self. Um, But in a story we're going to read today, in a passage we're reading today from Luke chapter 9, uh, verses 37 through 43, uh, we see Jesus express what I would call righteous frustration with his disciples when he encounters a man whose son has been harassed by impure spirits and having taken his son to Jesus' disciples for prayer and for them to um, uh, drive it out, uh, they were unsuccessful. And you'll remember several chapters ago, Jesus had equipped and empowered the 12 to go out with the power and authority that he had to do the things that he had been doing. That would include teaching about the kingdom and healing the sick, uh, um, releasing those who are captive uh, to things just like this, um, who were possessed by impure spirits um, and and things of the like. And uh, they were unsuccessful in this particular instance. And in this passage, we see Jesus respond with some frustration. And he's Jesus, and he had given his disciples all that he had to give them. um, And yet, in this particular instance, they were not able to help this boy. So we'll get into the text here shortly. um, But we can resonate with this frustration that he expresses uh, there are times, I think, in in all aspects of life when uh, we just hit the wall of frustration and we can really resonate with Jesus' heart here. Now, when we get frustrated, um, the core ultimately is probably selfish, even in moments of somewhat justified frustration. At the core, there's some aspect of self that has been offended, I am sure. Uh, But with Jesus, um, it's something different. At the core of his frustration, I think, is something different. So, uh, because he's Jesus and uh, he doesn't sin, he is the perfect one of God. And so we'll unpack his frustration in a moment, and also this amazing miracle that this uh, experience of frustration is packed in. Um, a great great uh, story of healing and release for this young man as well all right well as we begin this Monday let's uh, open our time together by lifting our prayers and our attention to the Father Heavenly Father we love you today we thank you for another weekend we thank you for the rest and recuperation of the weekend uh, we thank you for friends we thank you for uh conversations with people that we enjoy Uh, we thank you for the many many blessings that you pour into our lives lord god not because we deserve them but because you're good and we give you thanks for that today father your word is good too and we pray that you would open us to receive it today And then, Lord God, that you would empower us to apply it in our lives in ways that would make a lasting difference. Help us learn about you and about ourselves from what we read today, and may we grow uh, through your word as we continue to go deep and to study it with open hearts and receptive spirits. We pray all these things, Lord, in your name. Amen. All right, this is Luke chapter 9, verses 37 through 43. Luke writes the next day when they came down from the mountain, a large crowd met him. A man in the crowd called out, teacher, I beg you to look at my son for he is my only child. A spirit seizes him and he suddenly screams and it throws him into convulsions so that he foams at the mouth. It scarcely ever leaves him and is destroying him. I begged your disciples to drive it out, but they could not. You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you and put up with you? Bring your son here. Even while the boy was coming, the demon threw him to the ground in a convulsion. But Jesus rebuked the impure spirit, healed the boy, and gave him back to his father. And they were all amazed at the greatness of God. I love Luke's accounts because he always sets the stage so well, doesn't he? he? Gives us details that are that are helpful and his details are consistent. So here Jesus and Peter and James and John coming from down from the mountain of transfiguration, and instantaneously a large crowd met him, <laughs> so consistent with what we find all throughout the Gospel of Luke up to this point. Wherever Jesus is, you'll find a crowd, unless he is intentionally. Uh, uh, gotten away so that he can spend some time drawing close to the Father. And in this particular instance, this crowd meets him, and there's a man in the crowd who brought his son with him, and his son is being destroyed by these evil spirits, these impure spirits that have taken possession of his body. And the spirit throws him around and screams and um, throws him into convulsions and seizures, and this father is just at his wits' end, and he's broken to see his son being so terribly mistreated, and he wants nothing more than his son to be set free from this thing. He says, "I was so desperate, I even reached out to your disciples, and I begged them to drive it out, but they they couldn't." And Jesus responds with frustration. His response is not to the man or to the son. His response is clearly to the disciples. And what is he addressing? He says, you unbelieving and perverse generation. He's addressing their lack of faith and the incapacity of their faith to do what he has empowered them to do. And he says, how long shall I stay with you and put up with you? He's really frustrated. Now, he's been with these guys for a long time now. And just like any group of friends, any group that you spend time with, families experience this. There's just times when you get fed up with each other. <laughs> How long do I got to put up with this? How long do I have to stay with you? And then um, he's he's responding in frustration because it appears to him that despite all of his investment in these men, they're still not getting it. He's given them everything that he has to give them. He has shared his power with them. He has shared his authority with them. And yet in this particular instance, they weren't able to help this man and his son. Jesus asks the man to bring his son to him. And while they're coming to Jesus, the demons possessing him throw him into a convulsion and and into a seizure. But Jesus rebuked the impure spirit. Now, rebuking is to say, you have no right to be in that person. I rebuke you uh, in the name of the Father. I rebuke you uh, in, in the power of God, and I, I claim the territory of this person to be a godly territory. You have no right to possess him. You get out And so Jesus is rebuking him. He is casting the evil spirit away. And we're told that he healed the boy and he gave him back to his father, whole and complete once again. Um, Jesus took a stand against this evil and he he redeemed this boy from this awful, uh, evil, impure spirit that was doing such damage to him. And the people watching, and we remember uh, at the beginning of this passage, Luke tells us, a large crowd had gathered, and the people were all amazed at the greatness of God. Now, there is nothing that falls outside the command of Jesus. We learned this uh, a few sections ago as we were studying. Jesus had command over nature. Uh, Jesus has command over the spirit world. Um, Jesus has command over all. His authority is matchless. Uh, His power is, uh, there is no match. There is no competition. There is no rival for the power of Jesus. And so this demon was no match for Jesus. And at the word of Jesus, at the rebuke of Jesus, it had nothing to do but to exit that young boy and to to depart for the spirit world once again. Um, we need to um, model uh, Jesus more and more in our walk. Um, Jesus was taking a stand against evil here. Now, we're not always in a position to uh, rebuke evil spirits that are in people, uh, either oppressing or possessing people. But we do see evil at work in our world, and we can take a stand against it when we see it. And we can say, that's evil, that is not of God, and that must go. <laughs> and when we see evil playing out in our world and we do nothing, we don't speak up, we don't get involved, we don't commit our resources, time, and energy to bringing justice in the face of evil, then we are, we are not uh, modeling a Christ-like example in the world. Because Jesus took a stand against evil, and his example to us is so clear. And I want to challenge all of us uh, to be ready, one, and be quick to respond when we see evil playing out, quick to take a stand, quick to rebuke it, quick to call it out, quick to make a difference where we see it playing out in the world around us. We all have opportunities to do this, my friends. Um, and the very least we can do is call it out uh, on social media and to decry the uh, the wrong of some evil that we see playing out and to call others to take a stand. That's uh, kind of a way of organizing people to see something, to acknowledge uh, the the evil that exists, and to take a stand against it. Uh, But there's always something that we can do. And Jesus' example is taking a stand in the face of evil. Um, And so I'm moved by his example. Um, His power is so incredible. Um, There is nothing that falls outside the command of Jesus. and, And I find such great hope in that. I find such great power in that. I find such great comfort in that. That whatever is going on in our world, whatever going on in our lives, there's nothing we're facing that falls outside the command of Jesus. And He has given us, much like He gave His disciples, His power and His authority to do ministry in the world as He did ministry. With His power and with His authority. And how often we fail to um, utilize the tremendous resources that He's given us. And so, my friends, I don't intend this to guilt anyone. I intend this to be a rally cry. I intend this to be motivation for all of us to stand in the face of evil and to do something about it. All right, great passage. So grateful for God's word. Grateful for the example of Jesus. And I am challenged today, and I hope you are too. Have a great Monday. I hope your day gets off to a good start. Hey, come back and study with us again tomorrow. Take care.